Hi, I'm Harrison Ford. You may remember me from the Star Wars Holiday Special. I'm starring in the upcoming Indiana Jones 5, directed by Steven Spielberg. What? What do you mean Spielberg's not involved? It's because of the aliens, isn't it? Anyway, stay tuned for That Snow Podcast with Brian and Steve. What do you mean Spielberg's not involved? My name is Steven, and I'm here with my friend Brian, and we're here to talk about, well, anything. Movies, TV, pop culture, stuff we grew up with. Memories. Memories. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna, you know, that's why uh, we're trying to come up with a name for this, and, uh, like, you know, I mean, not that we're competing with all the mega podcast out there but just trying to find something that's unique that hasn't been used before and so uh we're both pretty big star wars buffs and so uh used to be we (laughs) uh we went with that's no podcast so and it kind of gives us an excuse to go wherever we want with it you know it's free we're not restricted to anything you know we're not tied down it's it's good stuff Mm -hmm. really good but anyway, how you doing, Brian? I'm doing good, man. You're doing good. I'm doing good. We're finally doing this. I know it's the afternoon. Been, it's the afternoon <laughs> yeah. on a um, on a cold, wet, rainy winter day back in '93. But uh, <laughs> was that when the first time you were, was, was, that your, was that your birthday? Yeah, yeah. Was that when yeah. you were born? No, 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 it's not. Uh, no, we're finally got together. We've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, we're co-workers. Uh, we work at the same place. Yeah. And we uh, we didn't really get to know each other right away. And we didn't really know that we had the same likes as far as yeah. you were just that culture. You were just that awkward guy in the hallway. And I, yeah. I was like, well, it seems <laughs> nice. Let me run away. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> No, uh, I mean, uh, and I didn't know what to think of you right away either uh, until uh, we started. We had a few opportunities to work together. Uh, you're in shipping. I'm in customer service. and But um, once we, you know, I, I make a movie reference and you make this and you get it. And I make, you know, all of a sudden, next thing you know, we were hitting it off and talking about our favorite movies. And then I remember uh, we went to a that work conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, got to spend even more time outside of work for that. Yeah, and, uh, and that's when I figured out you you made me like die laughing, and I was like, why am I not friends with him? <laughs> I was like, well, I'm wasting of, all this valuable time that I actually could be talking to someone that is funny at work, and I'd be like, what in the world? Yeah, <laughs> oh, so much wasted time. It's really yeah. a shame. Really a shame. But then that's why we're making up for it now. Most definitely getting getting to know each other more, mm-hmm. and that's what this is all about. It's just me getting to know Brian and Brian getting to know me and no regard for anybody listening. This is just for us. That's all this is. <laughs> no. I hope you enjoy what we end up discussing these next few episodes, hopefully. And uh, But a good uh, kickoff for uh, our initial idea was just talk about uh, what movies and TV shows mean to us and... Uh, Especially what we grew up with, like yeah. like a almost like what was the first movies we went to go see in a theater, mm-hmm. and um, you know Brian, I know theaters weren't around when you were growing up, <laughs> but <laughs> you know yeah, we you had were, a, uh, we had a hole <laughs> and then like like a camera, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you just had the pirate copies from the yes. Yeah, yeah, we bought those in line at Little Little Caesars. Someone woke well, up and we bought bootleg copies of DVDs. Oh my goodness! Oh, I remember the old days of the VHS tapes. That was the best. The best. <laughs> uh, you know, DVDs are awesome, but yeah, isn't, isn't there something about like knowing that that movie is inside there on well, that on that little piece of plastic on the little ribbon? Um, uh, I had you know, you know it's so funny after. Or collect, like collecting was such a big thing, and it still is 
for for me uh in my life but like it was amazing how many how many vhs's i had and now i look at them and i'm like this is garbage <laughs> like this this goof, goofy movie uh vhs uh, movie is not worth anything now no. but it find i still like i still like my dvds though well you can store them a lot easier than vhs tapes uh i know like my family when we upgraded our library from vhs to dvd we saved a lot of space you do but um i even know some people that throw away the dvd cases and just put i i think that's the weirdest i have to have a box yes i have to have a box Where they put them in like cd cases. yeah like cd the big oh uh, like yeah those big bindings yeah. or whatever and i'm like that looks great what? that looks great on it on a shelf doesn't it no i mean yeah mm-hmm. it's it a is. black bu- uh, book of randomness. I mean, I have to, you know, I'm, I'm a book collector, mm-hmm. and I, I love just looking at a whole shelf full of books, mm-hmm. but there's something about a row of either VHS or DVD tapes. It's like, this is your library of movies. Yes. And so, like, I always wanted it to be that way after a while when I collect a certain amount of movies. Like, you're going down, like, a library bookshelf, picking out yes. whatever your favorite movie is. And so, I mean, that means a lot to me to just have that set up like that and that's how it is even my own house i have books and then i have dvds on the shelf and so well what was the very first movie that you remember like like the first movie you think of when you think the first movie you watched well i remember and the funny thing is uh i remember two and i can't remember um they were probably very close together um but the first two movies that i remember seeing in movie theaters were uh um Toy Story, the very first Toy Story, <laughs> and Muppet Treasure Island. So your parents, and your parents were rich then. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't go to the theater that very much. I mean, we no, it was a rare, rare occasion. Yeah, it was and a, we were. I I remember because I went from not going to any movies at all to all of a sudden, like in one year, uh, I think they were one or two years apart. Um, I, Toy Story was first, and my only memory of it. For some reason, this is the ending credits. Like maybe I was it's like asleep. Pro- you were like you were really interested in the producers. And I was probably like three or four years old. Who the gaffer uh, was? And I just remember seeing like the credits rolling. But I remember being on a big. I just remember being fascinated because it's like, mm-hmm. a, what? What is this? What is this huge TV I'm looking at? And uh, and not long after that, I think we saw Muppet Treasure Island. And I want to say those were 94, 95, maybe. So that was your Citizen um, Kane? Yeah. With Pumpet Treasure. But then both those movies, uh, I mean, they're Toy Story. Everybody knows Toy Story. But, I mean, I loved it. You know, Muppet Treasure Island. I still, I mean, my, my whole family quotes Muppet Treasure Island like, like it's a classic, you know. And some people haven't even seen it, but... Yeah. It's one of my favorite uh, of all the Muppet movies. That's one of my all-time favorites. Why do you think Toy Story has had such a lasting, um, you know, legacy in the Disney? You know, like, well, I think at the time, you know, computerized animation wasn't anywhere, and it still holds up. If you watch, yeah, it, it's the CG was, doesn't look that bad. Honestly, um, you know, I mean, it's they've improved a lot, obviously, but um, I mean, I think the humor in it, like, there was never. Uh, you know, in the world of cartoons, to go from that to a mm-hmm. computer, and then having it for all ages—that was that's what makes a show timeless. I think is where you had adults and kids going to that multiple times, and they both enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like for me, you know, as a kid, I just love seeing the Green Aliens and Buzz Lightyear and uh, Woody and the Toy Soldiers. Like you know, all of that. I love the toys. Like, it wasn't like I was, when I was watching it when I'm five, six, seven years old, I'm not laughing at the jokes, I'm laughing no. at the the, the antics, the, just the, the, the slapstick stuff and yeah. the uh, spectacle of it all. But then as you get older, you start watching it, and then you're laughing it at the inner humor. I mean, it's just hilarious. I mean, uh, I love it. How bad did you want to eat at Pizza Planet? Oh, no, no, no. I, I, want, I mean... <laughs> I, it's almost like I wanted to. I just assumed that the place was real. Like, I know. Oh, surely that's a real place. It should be, because uh, I think the the little uh, the the pizza truck yes. that shows up in all the Pixar yes. movies. That it's it, so all. I, I believe that it just looks so real to me that I'm like, it, it's a real pizza place. And uh, but I tell you, the biggest thing was I, I just had 
to have a Woody doll and a Buzz Lightyear. Mm -hmm. And it was actually years later till I finally got some. But at the time, now that you talk about it, uh, uh, Rich Perry. <laughs> Oh yeah. We, we may have had the money to see the movie. We didn't have the money for the merchandise. No. So like, I would go to the Walmart or whatever, and I'd see that full size Buzz Lightyear, and it'd be like, uh, -uh. Yeah. <laughs> be like, but I want Buzz Lightyear. Slinky and, dog. Uh, and I remember it was actually years later we found a full Buzz Lightyear at a thrift store for like five dollars, and uh, you know, and we put the batteries in, everything worked, and it was just so amazing. Uh, and then I got a Woody. As like a Happy Meal toy. Back when Happy Meal toys were... Toys. Like actual good yeah. stuff. Like uh, McDonald's. It was either... I think it had to be McDonald's. Yeah. They had a full-size Woody. I mean, it was like movie-size <laughs> uh, Woody. And uh, he had a removable hat and everything. And, and I carried that around with me everywhere. Um, no pull string. It couldn't no. say anything. But I loved it. And I don't know what happened to it. But... uh that was my, um, I just loved it, you know, because uh, it made me, I mean, I've always been a toy fanatic, but I mean, Toy Story just made me love and appreciate every toy I had, and I still do, <laughs> all the toys I have left. Um, did, you, awesome. did you finally get to see the latest one, Toy Story 4? I've seen all of them. I mean, all the Toy Stories. Uh, the last one... It didn't stick with me. No. No, it no, didn't. No, uh, not like the... I want I mean, you know, and this will probably be another conversation uh, when we talk about prequels, sequels, and everything, but Toy Story 2, to me, that was just as... Like, to me, it flowed right there with the first one. I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I, I loved the humor in it. And then even Toy Story 3, I enjoyed. Um, and really? I think they should have left well, it They down. should have. Because um, I think Toy Story Three had a very emotional ending. Um, I was I was happy with the way it. It's it a perfect ended ending. Yeah, I mean, so I was shocked when I heard there was a fourth one coming out. I mean, I was excited, but I was like, no, come on. I mean, you had a trilogy; it ended good. I mean, I know the the thing is, like Star Wars, you know, everybody's going to go see it regardless of if it's good or bad, and but I do think. It just it just didn't sit well with me, and, no. and so. But I still enjoy all the other ones, and I mean, yeah, I could I could sit down and watch any of them, uh, one, two, or three, any time. But but what about you, Brian? What was your well, very first? Well, there are two. Okay, like you did for two movies, I'm going to do for two movies. But I'm going to get kind of like dramatic, <laughs> and a little darker. The first movie I can remember ever watching was a movie called Awakenings. And it has Robin Williams. And he plays a uh, new doctor right out of college. And um, he works at a mental institute. Uh, and it has him and it has Robert, 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 Downey, uh, no, Robert De Niro in it. And they're all young. But it's all about uh, Robin Williams... As he um, f learns how to be a doctor for the first time. And Robert De Niro plays a catatonic um, man who's been in a coma for like 20 years. Maybe maybe more. And for people who have not seen it, I, I highly recommend it. Because it, it, Rob Williams, uh, and, you know, he, unfortunately he's no longer with us. But... It kind of started me out. That was the first Robin movie. That was before Aladdin, and so I, you know, he was even as a little kid. I was like, it was really, 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 really mature for a little kid to watch. But my parents did not care. I watched Ro I watched RoboCop when I was about eight years old, and I was and they bought it for me on VHS. And that movie was not that was not meant for me, but I loved it. It's still an awesome movie. But the first film I ever saw in theaters, I can remember, is probably Homeward Bound. So another Disney movie. Oh, do you man. do you remember Homeward Bound? Yeah, about, no, I grew up with Homeward the Bound. The two dogs and the cat. And uh, actually, uh, to go back real quick, uh, it's just interesting what you said about Robert Williams because um, most people have the opposite. Most people get the Aladdin yeah. or the you know Mick and Morty uh, Morton. <laughs> Mick and Morty. Wow. <laughs> 
Or, I mean, <laughs> you know, Jumanji, you know, uh, everybody that grew up with Robin Williams, then they go back, or they find out later, oh, he he did some serious stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and I appreciate that out of him that, you know, uh, I like any actor like that that can go back and forth. So it's interesting that you get introduced to Robin Williams against the grain of what a lot of other viewers would have. Mm-hmm. And and then maybe maybe that made you appreciate him more to begin with, maybe. Um, his multi-talents. But... Yeah, I highly miss him. Like I, it, 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 it makes me very sad every time. I, every once I'll see, like, a when I see a movie lately with him in it, you know, like an old... Uh, Flubber. Hey... Don't don't knock that. I like. That. I'm not okay. Good. <laughs> oh no! I like I like that movie. I own that movie. Um, no, actually, that was my introduction to Robin Williams because um, I mean, I grew up with Aladdin, but as a kid, you know, you're not correlating the voice and the actors right away. Like, uh, oh, see, I as a kid, I picked up on voices so. Oh easily. yeah. And so I knew when I was watching a cartoon, I was like, "You're the same guy who does the voice of the duck or or whatever." In the yeah, other. yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I know who you are. I've, I've heard your voice. It took me a little while. <laughs> like the guy who does the voice of like um, uh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and... Um, oh, yeah. Um, it's uh, Jim Cummings. Yes. And I'm like, even as a kid, I was like, this is the same dude. This is the same guy. Well, I feel like Jim Cummings was the modern day Mel Blanc. <laughs> I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't mind saying that. It, yeah. Because Mel, you know, growing up with Looney Tunes... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Mel Blanc, the man of all voice talents. I mean, that was amazing to me because um, I, I used to be shocked even as a kid when I would see the closing credits for Looney Tunes and it'd be like voices by Mel Blanc. But I, but there was like ten characters in there. You know? Yeah, you could do that. And I, I will say that's probably one of the reasons why I, uh, one of the many reasons I wanted to get into voices because. Uh, you know, we all sometimes we don't like the sound of our own voice, and, and no, uh, I I totally understand that. And I I used to think, well, I want to, I'll just change my voice and do impressions, you know. And um, I know I know some people that can click back and forth with accents and impressions. It's almost like, well, how is it that you can make your voice do that? And uh, um, like like for instance, a British actor, like a British actor, could give this transition boom to talk in yeah. English. I mean, American, you know, and I, I just love how they can do that so easily. And but anyway, that's another uh, subject. But it's like, uh, um, I just love, I appreciate all the voice work. So for Robin Williams, um, yeah. um, Flubber was what I I grew up with mainly because I, I just remember the promotions for it. <laughs> Like that poster was everywhere. Uh, I mean, that was like my first. So when I think Rob Williams, I almost instantly think Flubber, because that was my first introduction to him. So all, all the promos on TV, all that merchandise, all the pictures, you know. So uh, that little picture of him with the like, you know, the crazy hair, crazy hair, and everything. And but uh, but you were saying uh, Homeward Bound. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget the very first Homeward Bound. We loved it. Did, we no, loved it. Did you ever see the original original one? They're Homeward Bound, the one that you and I, us, you know, nineties kids, yeah, grew up with, is actually a remake. Really, it is a re is a reboot of a nineteen sixties or seventies movie, and the dogs did not talk. There was a narrator the whole entire time. Oh, and I tried to watch it as a kid because I was such a huge fan of the the remake. I was like, oh my god, this original one. I love the original ones of all movies. Because uh, even Flubber. Flubber is a remake. Yes. No, a, I, I a movie that. called The Absent-Minded Professor. Yeah. And I actually really like... Those are really good movies. I like... Those are real fun movies. But, Fred uh, McMurray. Fred McMurray, yeah. yeah. Which, if you ever want to see a really good movie with him in it, that he's actually really well known for, is a movie called Double Indemnity. Yeah, that's a famous and, It is an awesome film. But we can go down to old movies one of these days. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, uh... Homer Bound is a remake. Yeah. No, um, I mean, I'm not surprised, I guess, but I don't remember hearing that before. Uh, well, back um, when Disney Channel used to, like, actually be a, be Disney Channel and not just a channel that had, like, <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's, um, this makes stars about, out, out of every preteen. Uh, <laughs> when it was more, like, educational, it would, when I was a kid, I would go to my grandmother's house because the Disney Channel, not Disney Channel, but yeah. the Disney Channel, 
used to be a paid channel. Well, so I would go over there and watch movies at her house, watch the D- Disney Channel, and they would show old movies. That's where I got absent minded professor. Well, then, they had Vault Disney. Yeah. Um, they, and then they had uh, The Wonderful World of Color. Yes. Um, that's how I got introduced to a, a bunch of bunch of old classics. Yeah. Um, I think the first time I saw um, one, <laughs> uh, I love the Johnny Shiloh was one I grew up with. That was the one out of the vault. And uh, was it a western? The Happiest Millionaire. Uh, Johnny Shiloh was a Civil War one they did. Okay. And then uh, the Happiest Millionaire was one that my family all grew up with, and all these just. You know, one said, you know, a lot of people be like, I never heard of that one. What are you talking about? Like, so we, we watched a lot of those obscure ones uh, growing up. And, and, uh, um, Homeward Bound, when you say that, uh, uh, one that always comes to mind, I don't think this is a Disney movie, uh, but like, uh, do you remember Milo and Otis? Mm-hmm. I love that movie too. And I, I guess I was always fascinated by the fact that, like, animals talking. Yeah. And it it was like you know, and the funny thing is when you I mean their lips aren't moving; it's just no. voiceover. No, they're psychic. They're they're psychic animals. And uh, was it was it Dudley Moore? Did <laughs> the voice? It wasn't. It was Dudley Moore. Or he was he the narrator or something? No, it wasn't Dudley Moore. It was Eric Idle. Oh, from, Eric Idle from, from from Python. Yeah, yes. No, he did the voices. My yes. notice. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. That um, I mean, I haven't seen the movie in. I used to watch years. it all the time because I remember one of the animals. My mother would would always put it on at the library. She would she would check it out at the library and um, that movie all the time. And she liked watching it because one of the animals was named Joas, one of the huh. one of the wives of the of the dog and a cat. And she always thought that was neat because my mother's name was Joas. But um, well, I oh, think yeah. I have I have news for you. Is it not Eric Idle? Dudley Moore was oh. the narrator. Oh. I had it right the first time. Well, I'll get you one of these. Things. Man, I, I cause their voices are very similar. They are, and I, w- I will say, kind of like you were saying. I mean, obviously, Robin Williams has a very distinct voice. I mean, yeah, if you you know, it's got to be Robin Williams. And so, Dudley Moore was always distinct to me because I grew up watching a couple of Dudley Moore movies, like especially Arthur. Arthur. Well, not that one, but uh, that Santa Claus movie from mm. like the '80s, and he was Patch that, the Elf. I was uh, I was obsessed with that movie as a kid. Oh, we and loved apparently it, it was um, a huge bomb. Really, theaters. And I remember watching it as a kid, and I was like, I want to eat that candy. Yes, I don't know what that oh, is. Like when John Lithgow was eating, yes. all, like stuffing I was all like, the candy canes. I was like, I bet that candy cane tastes amazing. <laughs> well, puce, and that's also where I learned the word puce. I think it was uh, uh, the color puce. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna remember that. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, oh, I loved, I love the way they depicted the North Pole, mm-hmm. uh, the elves. Um, you know, I love how it didn't seem cheesy. I mean, like, it looked like these are honestly goodness elves working in the factory, and mm-hmm. and uh, but. Talk about the food. Uh, I don't know why the scene with uh, the homeless boy, like outside the McDonald's. What, well, is it? Yeah, he's outside McDonald's, but then somebody gives him, or he gets like a tray of food somewhere. He, uh, someone sees him. It was the girl. There's a little. There's a, there's a young, like rich yes, girl. Yeah, and she sees him and leaves a plate of like yes, of, I like, think a coke fr- can, maybe? a coke can like fried chicken. Yeah, and as I want you to know, as a kid, that. I was like, that part always made me want to have a Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to eat and drink. So, like, yes. basically, That's I, so I saw the That's so funny that you think that, because I was, every single time I saw that part, I was like, I really want a Coca-Cola. I bet it tastes yeah. amazing right now. I mean, uh, every time I'd see him eating in McDonald's or that little scene, I'd be like, I want a McDonald's Happy Meal right yeah. now. And that's what I grew up with, Happy Meals. Oh, yeah. Like, I had to get Chicken McNuggets, Happy Meal. That was my go-to. And, uh. I know we're all over the place, no, that's but a, I'm loving, I'm loving all these memories and these flashbacks. This is what it is. I'm this hoping is... that's, uh, I hope some of you uh, may have the same flashbacks that we're having, but, uh, um, but man, uh, yeah, my one notice was 1986 and, uh, I want to say that was close to when the Santa Claus movie came out with Dudley Moore, but it's also produced by the same, 85, 85. It was also produced by the same people who did the original uh, Christopher Reeve um, 
Superman. Superman. Movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's why. That's where they got the turbo speed for that. So something like that. The sled. I, <laughs> I also think that the way that they write Santa Claus has almost like that kind of like yes, like yeah. the big yeah. ass. Yeah. So yeah. It's a little a little nod maybe. <laughs> I remember watching that movie though, and being so fascinated by the part where Deli Moore makes the factory, the machine. Yeah. That turn, that, like it was some It was line. so believable. As a kid, I was like, that's amazing. Like, I believe that they were, like, the, the scene, I'll, I, one of my, I love the music in it. But then when the, the big factory scenes, even when, uh, well, they're in Santa's workshop, like, when, like, there's a whole, you know, soundtrack scene where they're all working away and they're all carving and working and, mm-hmm. and like, they're working to the beat of the music. Yeah, that always it made me want to get up and and start building something <laughs> like uh like I just loved how um you could just I love a movie that's authentic and they have big set pieces and stuff like I like and the way they filmed the North Pole it made you feel like like I remember like there's a snowstorm scene and like it looks like it, it was just so cool to me so cool mm-hmm. I really really enjoyed that movie and plus John Lithgow. Oh, it, oh yeah, yeah. John Lithgow is. I've been a fan of John Lithgow. He's great in every single movie he's in. Um, I'm trying. You know, that's another thing we can. And he's still around. That's what I. Oh, he still acts. I mean, yeah, he still acts. But um, John Lithgow, like going back into the '80s, because I think Santa Claus came out in uh, '85. Yeah. Going back in the '80s, he was such a like in in demand actor. There's a movie I, that I watched once um, called The Manhattan Project. And he plays like this nuclear scientist that comes to a small town. And the small town, uh, he comes to a small town and it's like he's part of a government agency. And um, he, he, they don't know that this government agency is working on nuclear weapons. And like this thing about like in the, your smallest town... And, like, there's, like, a teenage kid who figures this out. He's really smart. And he figures out they're doing this. So he builds his own nuclear bomb. So he can show the uh, news what they're doing. Which is a little weird, but it's actually a pretty good little 80s film that I recommend. Wow, you're you're definitely throwing out a few that I am not familiar with oh, at all. Um, Steven, I, I, I like my obscure 80s films. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to this podcast to take my own notes. Um, but no, uh, no, uh, the, the first one you mentioned too, Awakenings with, uh, Awakenings. I, I'm surprised because, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm surprised that, uh, um, I feel like I've seen a lot of Robert De Niro's and I've at least heard of the ones I haven't seen. So that one, I, I didn't realize that they had worked together. It's um, the only time they ever did that. Yeah. That's but, interesting. But there was a moment, there was times where I would literally, uh, in the back, uh, that I just tried my best, especially when I graduated the high school. Like, I would, I had a list of movies that I was like, I have to watch these. I have to watch these movies. Movies were such a big thing where I was like, I have to see these to to have this added to my like. I don't know. It was almost like it wasn't like I got to see these to see them. I had to see them, and because they were classics. Yeah, I mean, like Taxi Driver, which is good, but I didn't. I did not appreciate it as much as, as I, I guess I should have because um, everyone else looks at me weird because they're like, you don't like it? I'm like, <laughs> I think I have my hopes too high and sometimes Martin Scorsese films are 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 not my favorite. Now, I do like some of his movies, but sometimes he... he uh, I always think there's something missing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen, I've seen a lot of his movies and some stick with me and some don't. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think some of his newer ones, um, like uh, The Departed, um, I love, one of my all-time favorites is Gangs of New York. Um, we're getting a little newer now, but... I have, I have not watched um, that. You've never seen Gangs never, of New York? never seen that. Oh. I, the only thing I, I know is the part with the scene where Daniel Day-Lewis plays the butcher, mm-hmm. and he taps his, uh, his glass off. Yeah, yeah. That's the only part of that movie I know about. But I, well, that's... It's uh, that's one of the reasons I love it. Uh, mainly, I mean, Daniel Day Lewis is what really made that movie to me. Yeah. But so I mean, all that's to say that I, I like Martin Scorsese's uh, newer ones, and uh, I mean, I've seen several of the old ones. 
I highly um, I've seen Mean Streets. Um, I've seen a little bit of it. Uh, the DVD messed up. It was too scratched up in the library, so I couldn't finish it. But uh, I also recommend one that I think is very underrated, and I I didn't get to finish the novel, but what I read of the novel was really true to the book. Um, the movie was truly true. true movie was really true to the book, or movie was true to the book, uh, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. Um, uh, it was called uh, Shutter Island. Oh yeah, Shutter yeah, Island with yeah. uh, uh, Leo DiCaprio, yeah. and uh, it's actually a really good movie. And I remember a friend of mine, he his father saw it, and he says, "Is it?" And he's like, "It was horrible." And my friend was like, "Well, Dad, what was wrong with it? Was it this? Was it something dumb like this kind of storyline?" He said, "Yeah," and so he didn't watch it when it was in theater, but he checked it out, and he's like, "It is that, but it it's way more than that." So I don't want to spoil that for people, listeners, uh, <laughs> if there are ever any. Um, I don't want to ruin that because there is a, a lot of well, uh, I, a lot of soul in that movie. And I, I do know I haven't seen it. Me personally, it's really um, I've seen just uh, flipping channels. Uh, I still do that. <laughs> um, I would catch glimpses of it. And I know it's a more complicated movie. Like you know, if you're just gonna jump into the middle of it. That's probably not a good idea. No, there's there's things <laughs> because I'm you, like, what in the world is going on? What is this? You gotta watch it all the way through, like, yeah. Because there's little things that that. Well, I love such movies a, that it's make such a good think. mystery. Yeah. Such a good mystery. But uh, the funny but, uh, thing, the funny thing is, uh, uh, Shutter Island was written by name, a guy named Dennis Lahane Lahine, who um, wrote um, uh, a ton of like crime novels. Oh, wow. So a lot of his movies, like Mystic River, with a uh, Directed by uh, Clint Eastwood, became like a Oscar-winning directorial uh, movie by Clint Eastwood, and uh, The Departed is kind of—he didn't write that, but it's kind of similar to something he would write. Yeah, but yeah. Wow, that's interesting. But, um, but to, to kind of go back um, to the movies that you, we grew up with and and uh stuff that's still timeless to say like you know in um one thing that i just caught on tv uh well netflix <laughs> was that new documentary um uh the last blockbuster which is about the last blockbuster that's in bend oregon yeah and because because they had they have bad wi-fi there i think <laughs> and that's i think that's why they have that there yeah. they uh um so the people over in Bend, Oregon can still go and, and rent movies, but it just, it was a throwback and I, I loved, uh, just watching it. Like, uh, cause you know, for me, I mean, I, all of us bought into the whole streaming, you know, uh, the whole world did. So it's not like, I mean, I miss it, but I adapted. Yeah. So it's not like, like if movie stores came back, I don't know if I'd go back. I probably would if, if one opened down the road from my house. Um, I'd probably go back, <laughs> but when I was growing up, I mean, we had probably four, three or four movie rental places just here in my hometown. Um, we had a movie gallery, we had a blockbuster, we had a, like a couple of independents like Showtime movies. And then, uh, there was another one. I can't remember the name. Um, but movie gallery was my favorite at the time. I think we got that before we got blockbuster. And it was right next to a, a grocery store, and I think it was right next to a CVS pharmacy, actually, and uh, over here. And I'll never forget, like, uh, one of my favorite things would just go in there. Um, that's where I discovered Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, yeah. And I would hear people <laughs> talk about Teddy Ruxpin, but I went in there, and... And you may not know this, maybe you will know, but I mean, I watched all the cartoons. Oh yeah, I, I never got but, to watch them that much. But one of the it. first ones I came across was a live action one they did. Oh, I don't know about live action. Ooh, yeah, this was it was awesome, um, and it, it, evidently it was so rare. And so this one movie store had a copy, and I would rent this thing at least once a week. Um, anytime we went to CVS pharmacy or the grocery store, I'd be like, I'm going in. Like I got to the point where I knew exactly what shelf it was on, where it was. It was a live action Teddy Ruxpin, uh, movie. It was like, it, it, you know, at the time it was probably like an hour long 
and it was made in, uh, you know, I'm sure the 80s along with all the other ones. But, uh, um, I just loved, like, so it was people in costumes. Okay, so it wasn't um, puppets. Yeah, actually, it looks like it may be on YouTube. Um, so it was people dressed up, but, like, the mouths could move, um... Oh, yeah, this is it. Anyway, yeah, I just found a video of it online. I, we know what yeah, you're going to do after, yeah, after, after the podcast. I know what I'm going to do tonight. Um, <laughs> so, everything about Teddy Rock, I just love the whole, um, you know, and this is long before uh, Middle Earth comes into my life, you know. Uh, before like, before Tolkien, you had Rupson? So, <laughs> basically, I mean, this was my introduction to, like, fantasy. I mean, um, everything was just, you know, Disney movies and such, but... But Teddy Ruxpin, just to have, like, a, a world and different creatures, that's what fascinated me uh, big time. Like, uh, I, you know, I mean, you had Gimmick, and you had, uh, uh, was it Grubby? Oh, the, like, the, 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 the insect kind of yeah, guy? Yeah, which is a horror. Um, I bet he's like, why can't my name be somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, uh, and then I loved Tweed. Uh, was it Tweed? Tweed, the bad guy? I don't remember very much about it. Teddy, Teddy was. Such I mean, a, this meant it was so much such to me a high up. dollar toy that the only time I ever saw one in in person was either at school. Oh yeah. Or later in my lo- later in my in my life, where at a, at a yard sale or a thrift store. Well, that the funny you say that that's exactly how it was because it was such a high dollar thing. Huge. When I was growing up, that uh, yeah, we we didn't we couldn't afford it. It wasn't uh, we couldn't do it and. Uh, I actually, we got one when I was much older, and and so we did finally uh, get one, but, um, but I, you know, it was almost like by the time we got one, it was just for the sake of it, but I wasn't as into it as I was back in the early 90s, like, it, it just was everything to me, um, I mean, I think I, I was into that before I even discovered Star Wars, probably, yeah, so Teddy Ruxpin was, like, my thing, and I would go to thrift stores and find all the books, so, like, every tape yeah. had a book yes. we're fun with it, but I didn't care about the tapes. I just read the books, and then, you know, we would get the movies mm-hmm. at Movie Gallery or, or whatever, and so uh, I would rent, watch these all the time, just everything about it was just awesome. Um, but, I mean, was there was there one kid show that you could think of like that that stuck with that you? That stuck with time? me like that? Yeah. Oh, man, there were so many of them, but... You, I have to think about that, but you were talking about movie yeah. theaters, like well, no movie rental, movie places. rental places. Like Going you know, as a kid, like we had like uh, like the local one that was called Midfield, really rental, Midfield Rental or Midfield Movies, and it was in this brick building. And I remember going in there, and they had these cardboard cutouts of all the upcoming movies, and I was just fascinated by them, so fascinated by them, and then going up and down the aisles and just. Not even reading the back, because you're a little kid and you don't really know, you don't know the big words yet. Uh, uh, like, um, extravaganza. We didn't know that word, so I was like, which one looks like it has a robot, an alien, a dinosaur, or maybe a cool gun? Uh, you know, I was a good, I was a, I was one of those kids. Uh, and I remember watching so many movies there. And then, um, and then that, they had a blockbuster up the road. But see, Blockbuster was like the BMW of like movie rental places. It was kind of like that's that's where the rich kids go. Yeah, I you have to pay for a membership there. Yeah, one time, and I was my parents were like, "No, we are not paying for the membership and to pay for the rental." But eventually, the they my old theater, my old rental place, never had any new movies, like none. And so we eventually, one day, my, my mother was like, you got it, told my dad, Terry, you have to let the boy go rent a newer movie. You, he, you got to, you, you got to, you have to let him watch Lion King or something like that. <laughs> uh, and so we went to Blockbuster and that's like the beginning of like, like I went there so much, like so much, so much that... I remember like hoping that 
it goes this goes back to collecting movies yeah like you know the pre the preview the pre-played or the previewed movie game, old movies where they were um, or game or, or movies or games where you can go down there and it's like 4.99 for a copy of oh, like yeah, yeah. a copy of like um Judge Dread with, with Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Yes, I will take that." Oh yeah. Or and but they they had like games like back in the day when you couldn't find games like you can now. Like at GameStop, there was no GameStop. Yeah. But like I remember there was a show I used to love. Going back to shows I used to love, that I was obsessed with it was a show called Reboot, and it was a whole CG show, and it was all about like it was inside your computer, and there was like viruses. <laughs> And there was like your protection. Oh. It was such a good show. I love it. I used to love it. But I mean that that's that's not my number one show. But I used to love it. But they had a reboot game for the PlayStation One, and I remember always going in there and see if maybe they would they were gonna have it on the the the, the for sale. And eventually, it wasn't on the shelf to rent. And I walked up and down every single aisle, just hoping I could find it. Someone had like some kid had put like that game for sale like down like in the romance section just kind of like you could kind of like you know parents were like we're not buying you that and he's like man but um you know blockbuster was such a great thing and eventually they closed down but movie gallery became my my go-to because i could drive like a little bit further away after blockbuster went away but movie gallery was the last like the last fort yeah of, of like rental places i, I thought they disintegrated for blockbuster for some reason in my area oh, they, okay. yeah and the bad thing the good thing and bad thing about movie gallery was if you didn't like your movie they didn't tell you this but if you read like on the sign <laughs> the fine print the, like on it, it says if you don't like it we guarantee you like it if you don't come back and we'll give you a free rental <laughs> and i did that once the movie or game whatever i like yeah. did before was fine but i was like I don't want, I want, I want that free rental. So <laughs> yes, I was a bad guy and I did take that. And I, I, I did. I, I tell you, we never did that. We probably just never knew. But <laughs> I, I tell you when, when I, when I saw that documentary, the last blockbuster, um, it was a trip down memory lane because, oh, yeah. uh, the, <laughs> one of the guys on the show, he just, he gets one of those VHS cases and he's opening it and closing it. And that that just that sound That's resonated with me. Yes, like I remember just I used to love just opening and closing it. Even as a kid, I just yeah. loved the sound because um, you know I, I guess most of the movies that we bought had just the sleeve on it. You know, but like blockbuster movies had a case and you yeah. opened and closed, and that, I, you know I was fascinated by it. But um, one thing I just remember going in there and. I was so thrilled. So, like, for instance, okay, like a Saturday night, let's just say, my family's settling down for the weekend, and, you know, everybody, it was like an occasion. It's like, hey, we're going to go to Blockbuster to get a movie, and, but, you know, okay, like, I had a bunch of sisters growing up, and so <laughs> they always had their movies they liked. I had my movies I liked, mainly cartoon movies and stuff, and and then we, so what we would do are mutual agreement was we would typically rent three movies for a weekend. So we would get one movie for the whole family. Um, it could be like the latest Disney movie or something. And then, uh, I'd get a cartoon movie for me and then, uh, like a girl's movie for the girls. And that's how we did it. So, but like we, we would have like big debates and discussions before we went there. Like, like we can only rent one movie this week, or and we'd all be into a debate. I'd I'd be like, well, my cartoon movie is the most important thing that we need right now. Then my sisters would get in an argument about the movie they wanted, and and so sometimes we would have to try to like, no, we're gonna get one movie for the whole family. We would have these like big discussions, and it was such like a big deal. But uh, but I'll never forget. Like I always got excited when my dad said, like, well, you can go pick one out that you want. And, like, just going down the children's movie aisle, just, um, it, I, I felt the same way, like, going to a library, you know, like, oh, uh, yeah. I, I always hoped that I was going to see something I'd never seen before. Um, like, I don't know, it is some cool kids movie, cartoon movie that... A, a hidden gem that you... Yes. Because this, this is before we had the internet. Yeah, you and didn't so, know. You didn't know about, like, yeah. you didn't know about Teddy, like, someone that, like, I didn't know about Teddy's, uh... 
Rupskin. Dead uh, Rupskin. Um, you know, he, I didn't know he had a live action, yeah. like, you know, movie. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know that. But the cool, cool thing, you were talking about the, the secret treasures. Like yes. The, I remember going, when I figured, when you got to that certain age, when I was like maybe 16 years old, and someone says, hey, do you remember Biker Mice from Mars? Or do you remember the cartoon show called Cops? Or do you remember, um, like, like do you remember the, the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s or X-Men, you know? And I was like, I have, n- I have not thought about that for years. And, or Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like, I was so obsessed with Ninja Turtles. And I remember this long flood of, like, it was open like, like a door. And I was like, oh, my God, I remember all this. And then going to Blockbusters and movie galleries... And all of a sudden, going down the kid section, and you're seeing these sun-bleached copies of, like, cartoons that you're like, I remember watching this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know when, but I remember this robot, or I remember this skeleton thing, or like He-Man. Like, like I was like, I haven't thought about He-Man forever. <laughs> Uh, and I remember like going down the kid section. I was probably the only like sixteen year old kid in the kid section. Uh, not the this is old. This is the section, not the new stuff. Yeah. And I'd be walking down and be like, they made a movie for Transformers, and this is before the horrible yeah. Michael Bay movies. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but I'm talking about like the old animated one, like classic. Like it was amazing to find that. It was literally like you found that no one else did. No one knows about it. That's yours. That's the truth. Yes. That's such an awesome feeling. Well, you don't have that anymore. Uh, you're totally right. And and the way I felt with Teddy Ruxpin was like, I felt like I was the only kid in the neighborhood that cared about Teddy Ruxpin mm-hmm. because most of the time, the same movies were always there. And I like I was always thrilled that if there was a new selection, like I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's a new episode. It's something different. Because I would rent the same ones dozens of times and then when a new one would show up it'd be like oh my gosh like here's a new one that i can tear into you know um i remember i discovered some obscure stuff i uh, i remember going to blockbuster and discovering those obscure star wars cartoons oh like Um, droids droids yeah ewoks yeah and the ewok uh the ewok one was weird to me i didn't did you ever see like the live action Ewok? Movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually used to like those as a kid, though. I well, believe when I first discovered Star Wars and all that, and then I discovered these Ewok movies. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh my, like it's almost like even as a kid, I'm thinking these are like additional, like they're part of the canon, part yeah. of they're going to be movie yeah. quality you're gonna adventures. Dar- you're going to see Darth Vader and Han Solo. Yeah, that's what I thought. And um, and then my friends would always tell me about those. And so I was so thrilled when I finally uh, got a hold of one. Uh, the one we rented the first time, There's I always get the two confused. Um, but the one we rented first was the one with the giant monster um, yes, on the planet. That, um, you, that's the, uh, the little girl. That's the, uh, that's the first one. Yeah. And yes, that is. And but the funny thing is, um, I remember talking to my dad about it. I remember him kind of being like, you know, that monster might scare you, or I don't know if we need to rent this. And I was like, no, we're gonna rent it. I remember, I remember actually being a little bothered by the monster. And <laughs> but then we went back, and I knew there was another one. And I remember we asked the guy at the counter about it. And and he started talking about the other one. It's like, oh yeah, it's cool. There's a whole like skeleton army, and there's all this adventure. And I'm like, that sounds cool. And but my dad was like, skeleton army, you know. <laughs> and uh, but but like uh, somebody like mixed the tape or something. Like we finally rented it, but it was just the first one again. Oh. And so I never saw it till years later. I think on YouTube. Uh, I found the second one, and so I mean, I didn't uh, the Wilfred Brimley one. Yes, you know, I didn't realize that he was in <laughs> Star Wars. I, I wonder know. if he is he canon? Is Wilfred Brimley canon? You know, I'm gonna is get diabetes canon? Uh, diabetes, 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 diabetes on Andor. <laughs> Watch out! Um, but man, uh, I don't think he's canon. 
yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would enjoy those more than I would. I think I enjoyed those way more than the new Star the new Star Wars trilogy, though. And that well, that's a story for its own episode. But uh, but man, I think this has been a um, a fun trip. We've been all over the place, but then that's why we call it that snow podcast because. Uh, you never know where this may head, you know, and that's the thing when we talk about movies, you know, one memory just triggers another. Like there were several things you said that automatically triggered these movies I haven't thought about in several years. Like, you know, it's not like, have I, do I talk about Teddy Ruxpin every day? No, it's just these memories flood back and you just remember what you grew up with and not everything I grew up with survived you know i mean there's some movies that you're like i remember that as a kid and you watch it and like man that that stunk you know (laughs) you know it's like for some reason when you were a kid it was fun but like there's some things like uh and that's the difference between okay there's a reason why everybody still knows toy story and nobody knows teddy ruxpin now because not everything survives time and so toy story survived obviously but um, but I love the hidden gems like that. I mean, I love how it, it's almost more of a bond, you know, uh, when you run into people that grew up with the same shows. Um, it, it's like you have this, you build this connection and you're like, oh man, you saw that too. Because, like, you know, you you can pull kids on the street and like, no, but nobody's seen the same thing. And so the low minority amount of people grew up with the same cartoons and stuff. And so... It's always funny and fun, enjoyable to have those memories. So, yeah. so that's been fun, man. Yeah, and uh, it's, a, it's a good start. It's a good start. This is this is where we are, and I'm just glad we finally got to do it. Yeah, and uh, I look forward to some more, and hopefully, you guys uh, enjoy this first installment, first episode, and uh, yeah, keep. Keep checking our channel, and we're going to keep uh, uploading as much as we can. And hopefully there will be some obscure things that we both say that triggers your memories. Yeah. Watch these movies we talked about. Yeah. I want you to go binge watch Teddy Ruxpin. And Awakenings. As soon as you... Yeah. And Awakenings. Teddy Ruxpin first, and then you can watch Awakenings. You, but... you may want to watch Teddy Teddy last, because it'll, <laughs> it'll, probably, it'll probably help you you know survive uh survive the movie <laughs> there you go that that's it that's all you need um <laughs> all righty thanks for listening everyone and uh we look forward to the next time peace out see you later Hey, hey, um, yeah, um, it's, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and I, I just wanted to, uh, thank you, uh, for, for listening to the podcast, uh, with, uh, Brian and Steve, Steve, is it Steve? Um, yeah, oh, yes, 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 that's, that's, that's no podcast, um, they told, they told me, um, they are all over the place, uh, a little bit, but, um, it's a great, great, uh, listen, uh, to the podcast with all the, all the, all, you know, different, uh, sounds and different, uh, topics and, uh, you know, um, trip down, uh, memory lane, um, anyway, uh, stay tuned for more.